And we are live here on Facebook. Welcome to the Indigo Inspire live show here on Facebook and YouTube. We want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. And as usual, my name is Patrice Delister. I'm the host, co-hosted by the one and only Mr. Sherwin Williams from Gospel Music Buzz is in the building tonight. Yes, sir. I like that extra buzz you put in it. I like that. I like that. Good night. Good night. Yeah, I was good. Hey, hey, hey. And we are joined by our special guest, the wonderful and beautiful Angela Moss, who is joining us tonight. And we are so excited about her new single, My Help. But we'll talk about that shortly. But as always, please take the opportunity to share this live on Facebook as well as on YouTube, just copy that link and tag and share it to your friends, emails, put it in your Instagram. Well, we are live tonight and we're gonna be talking about what's going on with Angela, this new product that she has coming up. Um, everything she's doing with one, 141st label with Fred Jerkins and everything else concerning Angela Moss Pool. But once again, thank you, Angela, so much for being on the show. And we are so excited to have you with us. Thank you so much, Patrice, for having me on Indigo Inspire. And thank you, Sherwin from Gospel Music Buzz for the <laughs> doing all that <laughs> that you do. Thank you so much for all that you do and for having me. Yes, yes. So, Angela, we are here celebrating you tonight. This this is the Angela Moss Pool Night, celebrating what the Lord has given you in this brand new beautiful song and talk to you about, you know, what's been happening where have you come from and the multiplicity of gifts that you've been given is absolutely incredible educationally what you're doing you know philanthropy wise you're in film and television writer so you've got a lot of hats that you're wearing as well so we really want to get to know uh, everything we possibly can uh, about what it is you're doing in the industry because you're rocking it out sis well i'm excited to share it i'm just so excited to spend some time with you tonight awesome awesome Go ahead, Sharon. Yeah, so I mean, kind of, you know, kind of Patrice kind of set the stage, right? So tonight we know it's a big month for you. It's been a big year overall, right? You have the single that's out, that's trending, that's in top 30 on the billboard. You have the album that's coming out that we're going to get into because we got a lot of questions about the album. I know we were about, you know, a little over a week left before the new album is released. So we're going to get into all of that. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> But before we get all the way there, we know everything has an origin, right? So kind of just take us back. Like, how did you get your start? Like, when did you realize, you know, hey, I think I want to do this thing called, you know, call gospel music, you know, singing, writing. Like, when did you actually, you know, started on that path? You know, it's so funny, Sherwin. If you ask my mother, she will say probably since one or two years old, I've been humming and singing and whenever I could start speaking, I probably have been writing or singing. I remember maybe around nine or 10, I was in Girl Scouts and I was just obsessed with Grease, the series Grease One, Grease Two, and I wanted to be a pink lady. And I had my group, we were writing little songs in the garage. I remember some, like we had pink jackets and we were forming a band, you know, all that. So I've always been around music. I've been in choirs at my church and I would always sing, but I never wanted to sing lead. I would write the songs for the group and I would have other people sing. And I just had it in my mind because I, I don't know if um, if I've ever shared this story with you, but when I was about six years old, I had a, a family reunion and a relative, it was like a Joe Jackson type relative, like, you're gonna sing. <laughs> I was just 
be like, you're going to sing. And they maybe get on stage and just was, it was just so embarrassing. Just, I wasn't ready for that. And that, I don't know that I purposely, you know, consciously made the decision, but I think I subconsciously decided that's it. I'm not singing. I'll be smart. I'll learn math. I'll, you know, be an accountant. I'll do other things. I'll go and debate team. I'll speak. No student government president. So I would speak in front of people, but I would not sing. And if people would ever hear me humming, they'd say, oh, sing something. I was definitely afraid for people to know that I could sing. And so I would write music and I even put out albums, but I wouldn't tell anybody about them. I'd have projects. And I just yeah. You know, it's weird. So I'd say maybe 2007, around that time, my mom snuck one of my songs, but she's known I've always had journals and, and journals and I would always write I had original music for our youth choir, I've always been writing. So she submitted a song to the Gospel Music Association. They were looking wow. for the end of the year. And my song placed third in the nation, Dwell in Your House, for Song of the Year. Wow. And that's when I said, okay, maybe this is for more people than just me and you know, Aunt T and my mom, you know. Yeah. And when I won, when I had to go up on stage to win the award, Don Moen was the host of the of the event. Mm -hmm. He said, where have you been? Like, who are you? And do you sing at your home church? And I, I was ashamed to say I wasn't even singing in my church. I was just there, not even using the gift of, of music. So after that is when I decided, okay, I will let people know that I can, I can write and I'll start singing a little bit. But this whole artistry thing, honestly, just started about two years ago. <laughs> no way. No I've been writing way. songs and singing and my and putting film putting songs in film and TV with other artists doing demos of my music. I, I write hooks on hip hop songs you've heard out on ESPN and sports, mm. CBS Sports. You'd be so surprised to know those are some of the songs that we've placed. All kinds of songs, RB songs, gospel songs, and I've been shopping my music with other singers. Yeah. And my husband had us a, work, a meet with uh, Fred Jerkins about two, just before COVID, yeah. mm -hmm. in my mind, to shop demos to him. And he listened to those songs and he said, Is that you singing? I was like, Yes. He's like, And who's that? And it was one of the demo singers. He said, don't ever have anybody else sing your music. He said, you need to sing and you are going to sing. And the song that he heard was You Deserve. He said, that song's going to be on the radio. You Get ready. I'm putting you on the radio. They People need to know you. And I was just like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> if Fred yeah. says you are singing, then I'm like, okay, he must hear something that I don't hear. I honestly say that's when I really said, okay, I'm going to do this. If he believes in me, then you know, I'm going to do it. And I just forced myself to get out there and just do it. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with you knowing, yes, that's me singing. That's my voice. I wrote these songs. And so to an long answer two years ago, probably <laughs> is when I really said, I'm serious about this as an artist where probably all my life I've been singing writing. You, you've actually been, you, you are an anomaly. Because for a lot of independent artists that are that are watching currently and that will watch this this show, they're going to be like, "How is it that two years I've been in this game for five years, some, you know, some more than that, and I can't even get one spin on the radio?" And here you come, you know, you you you've got you've got the look, the whole nine yards, but still to get that radio play and connection. But in the but in actuality, you were really getting prepared for this. Yes. yes. 
my grandmother will say, and she'll tell me, you know, the reason why, and it's it's all God. I give, first of all, all glory to God. It's because he, I'm just convinced it's not about my voice or the songs or me. I have nothing to do with it. He wants these songs to get around the world. He wants his message of hope to be heard. And so that's just, it's about him and what he wants. My grandmother says all the time, the reason that this is, you know, happening. So it, it seems so fast, but it's been a long night. When people say it, it happened overnight, it was a yeah. very long night. But my grandmother says it's because I never uh, lusted for the stage. I never wanted to be on stage. I never wanted to be out front. Yeah. And so it's, you know, God and, and, and purpose is thrusting me forward more than me wanting to just be seen and heard, you know. And I still shop music. I still have people demo songs. There's some songs that I write that I wouldn't sing because it's not my genre, but I can write it and have other people sing. But because I don't lust for the stage or, or just want the, the fame and all that, it really is about what God wants for his music and where he wants it to go. And I think that's why he's he's allowing it to get out and, and pushing it. Awesome. awesome. See, and that, and that's so that's so important because I, I was just going to touch on that. Right. Because a lot of times and you hear that when you're talking to artists and you always hear, you know, I always stayed at the back. I never wanted to do lead. And it's always the ones that knows how to sing. And that should be doing leads mm -hmm. that don't want to do leads. And a lot of times the ones that are doing leads, it's just, you know, the ones that can probably have someone come alongside them. But it's just, it's so crazy that you're saying that. And anyone that's looking would think, you know, she's been doing this for 10 years. She's been doing this for 15 years and she's just been at it. So that's, that's amazing to hear. And then you mentioned just now too about writing, right? So, you know, again, you are writing for others, you've had placements and sync and all the things like that like what's your writing process like because i'm always intrigued to know do you know do you have a special writing room you have this book you have this rock you go and sit upon like what's, the, okay. what's your writing process yeah. like? basically he's asking what is your mm, what yeah. is your <laughs> <laughs> i tell you most of the time uh i can write lots of different ways sometimes i'll hear in my most of the time my songs come in a dream and I'll hear like a full choir singing the song. I'll hear like a full, I'll see a full music video. I see the whole thing and I'll wake up and I'll grab my phone. I'll run to voice memo. Before we had phones, I would call, I would call myself and leave a voicemail message. Mm. And I like three, and I would just sing the whole song. And then I wake up in the morning and then I'm just like, listen to it again and try to remember it. And I'll tell myself in my dream, pay attention to this. You've not heard this before. Listen, like if I'm in the audience at a concert, you know, and I'm like, wait, this, hold on, I've never heard this before. You know, let me pay attention to myself in my sleep, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of my songs are in the shower because I'm just always humming. My songs are at work. My songs are when I'm driving on long drives. I'd like to drive and listen to, sometimes people will send me tracks and I'll listen to tracks. But most of the songs, I just hear the melody and everything. And it, I, I tell people, I hate to even, take credit for songwriting because I feel like I'm eavesdropping on angels. Mm. I feel like it's not even fair, you know, That's like cool. I hear That's them singing cool. and I'm just like, Oh, I like that. You know, and I'm listening and I'll sing along and, and take, go back and, and try to put some words to it, go to the scriptures. I love to sit and study um, or like in my quiet time, I like to read the Psalms and Proverbs and whatever I'm studying. I always read Psalms mm -hmm. because it's so poetic. So a lot of my music is written from, inspiration from Psalms, from the book of Psalms. And I just try to hear those melodies and, and I try to imagine what did King David's melodies sound like? Yeah, yeah, you 
Yeah. When when he when I see at the beginning of a particular psalm, and it says, you know, the writer was given to the to the chief musician, yes. and, I, and it really occurred to me this morning. Wait a minute. So he's writing this out, and now he's giving it to his music director, quote unquote. Yes, his producer. His producer to put music yes. to this. Yes. And then, you know, like you said, to try to figure that out. But um, there is definitely beauty in there, and uh, the fact that you say you feel like you're you're, you're sort of getting an ear of what angels are singing, but I think that comes with also trust that you're not gonna take the credit, mm -hmm. that you make sure that God gets the credit for these songs. Yeah. So it's the thing of just, I, you know, I can honor her with that because she's not gonna take the credit. She's gonna give the credit back to the one who allowed her to be able to share this music that I'm giving to her, so. And let me tell you, Patrice, and Sherwin, I have to give God the credit because I don't play any instrument. You see this keyboard back here? That's not for me. That's for like my husband, he plays, my producer plays. I can plunk out a few little chords, but I don't play keyboard. I guess my instrument is my voice, but I can't tell you what key these songs are in. When I write the song, I go to my producer and I say, this is what I hear. And I have a couple of producers who are able to get in my head and hear what I hear. Mm -hmm. and I'll a horn I hear and I hear a drum and it sounds like this and it feels like this and I sing it and they help me put it together and then I ask them what key is that because <laughs> I don't even know so it's not like I've been classically trained in songwriting or music theory I don't even know is it staccato legato you know I know a little bit of that but I really don't know that I can't say that I sit and pull out my score paper mm -hmm. and I write staffs and treble clefs and half note and quarter note I don't even know I just hear it and it's just the gift of God. And I just, I try to capture it. I try to be true to what I hear and not add more, you know, to it. Sometimes it's one little thing, one little hymn, just repeat it. Like my help we'll talk about later. It's just Psalms 121. It's the same thing over and over. It's just reassuring us of that message. You know, sometimes it's a verse, a bridge or another chorus, another verse, you know, it's just, I'm just trying to be obedient to what I hear because I can't, um, I can't take any credit because I can't even tell you what key yeah. song is in. <laughs> Wow, wow. Well, we're going to take a go back a little bit before we go into my help. Um, there's in doing my little homework on some of your background, and your music. There yeah. was a song in particular that uh, it says it released in 2020. Um, yeah. And this one, the power of your love. Yeah. And I'm not know how many people heard it. Obviously, if one person is sitting amongst the three of us didn't hear it, <clears throat> I'm not gonna say who it is. <laughs> I, I don't know who that one person is. <laughs> uh -oh. Others that have not, but um, I want you to kind of set this up. How did you write this song and what were you hearing when you penned this? So this song I wrote actually um, around 2007 when I went to the um, convention for the Gospel Music Association for the Dove Awards uh, Song of the Year contest when they selected Dwell in Your House. They had us for about two weeks in log cabins in a retreat setting. I mean, we had cell phones, but it wasn't like it is now. We didn't have Facebook and Instagram and all those extra distractions, mm -hmm. but they had it where you couldn't get cell phone reception. It was up in uh, Colorado and Estes Park. I was in a room by myself for two weeks and I loved it because I'm really an introvert by nature. I can be extroverted when I need to, but mm -hmm. I really like being in solitude. And so that was awesome for me. I got to go to workshops and then come back to my room and just get my little notepad and, and write. And I just started hearing, let the power of your love fall down on me. Let it set me free. 
And I just started singing that mm -hmm. I went back to my church and the choir at my church has been singing that. And even years later, people tell me they still sing that song. People come to the altar and drop cigarette packs at the altar and just, you know, they're coming, getting set free, you know, and I've had that song translated. I have a singer from Mexico who has a Spanish version of the song. It's out there. El, El Poder de Tu Amor is what it's called. Uh, by Pedro Molta, and the message translates even in other languages. Yeah, and, and just like God says, He sent His word and it healed them. He can send His songs and it can heal them because the songs are His word. And so I don't even have to be the one singing the song; someone else can sing it, and people can be healed and delivered. And so that song really just came from a place of just saying, "In solitude, Holy Spirit, comfort me. It's by Your power that I'm made free, precious Jesus, Prince of Peace. It's by Your power that I'm redeemed. Let the power of Your love." fall down on me, let it set me free. That's and so I, years later, from fast forward from 07 to 2020, I actually redid the production of it and we have the version that's out there now. Awesome. And we're gonna take a, a small listen to, we can't play the whole thing, but we'll play this uh, a snippet of this beautiful song, The Power of Your Love. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> 
listen, okay, first of all, we are not going to allow ourselves to end this show like this because this thing will take you right in. I shared with you with you before the show started, when I listened to the song, there's very few people that have the ability, at least for me, to put me in a place immediately uh, of worship. And the only other person that has done that is William McDowell. Oh, wow, what an honor. I love William McDowell. This song, to put me in that same place, is there's, a, there's, there's an anointing on it. And I, I can see why you have tr the translations that are happening because this is a message, even a message of today that we need to hear because so much has happened to us. And as Sharon's point out, you know, and several times in interviews we've done together, this has been a rough couple years for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. A lot of loss, a lot of loss, and a lot of loss. Yes. And so even now while we're thinking we're coming out of something, but in our individual lives, we need to be reminded, and these songs remind us that it is the power of his love that is going to sustain us and that we will find rest for our souls. Yes, yes. Thank you. And I, I want to thank uh, Rod Lumpkin and Sean Hill for helping me to produce that song and make it so beautiful and so cinematic. You know, like I'm standing at an ocean and, you know, waves are crashing. You know, but just, they just really created that that sense of the Holy Spirit is there to comfort us. And you can yeah. feel it, you know, through the songs. I really appreciate Rod Lumpkin having that ear. He's one of those producers that helps me to get out of my head what I what I can't play and tell me what key the song is in and which instruments. He's he's yeah. amazing. So I really appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. Go ahead, Sherwin. Sherwin's still basking. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I was gonna you say know so love, right? Mm -hmm. Huh? <laughs> You didn't know that song. Patrice put one out on Wow. <laughs> that was her secret. Angela, that was our secret. We're just going to keep moving ahead, all right? We're just going to keep moving straight ahead. Yeah. So speaking of love, and now is where I'm going to have to, you know, bring in my buddy, Corey, because speaking of love, you guys have quite the love story. I know you shared part of this in an interview, and that and all was surprising to me. I'm just like, I don't know, like I don't know anything right now. But <laughs> share a little bit for anyone else about you know your your you know your courtship kind of leading up to marriage because that's something that you don't see a lot of. That's something that you know someone might you might have heard your parents tell a story like that, but I felt you know in this day and age a lot of that is getting lost. So mm. just share a little bit about that. Sure. So my husband is Corey Poole, and um, I met my husband, and we officially met in high school, but we kind of almost met like in middle school in a summer camp. He played football, and I was a cheerleader, and we saw each other, but we didn't really connect until high school. And it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I saw you, and didn't you play? Weren't you a cheerleader? I think I know you, but we didn't really meet until officially until high school, and we dated all through high school and we're high school sweethearts and dated for about five years before we got married. And we've been married now for 26 years. So together, 31, 32 years. And so we basically grew up together and we took a purity pledge and we waited all five years before we got married and decided that we both would marry as virgins. That was our goal, that was our one goal. And so we're just, we tell our son, we have one son who's 20, gonna be 24 this month. And we tell him, 
the story and were like, you know, you were you were a miracle child and we waited for you and you know and we you know and so I know it's it's not as common in these days, but we still love talking with young people and college students about keeping themselves and letting your letting what you give of yourself and your virginity be your gift at marriage. Like that's what you give to the other person as the gift of yourself. And so we would, you know, go to Bible studies together and we were those kid those holy roller teenager kids that, you know, went to vacation Bible studies and went to church together. But that was our way to keep our pledge and, and try to have accountability as at a young age. So I was maybe 14, 15. He was maybe 15, 16. So we, we dated all through college. So now after 30 years, you know, when we have those old married couple moments, I say, listen, I knew you before you had hair on your chest. So don't even. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we literally grew up together. Yeah. Like his family wow. is like his parents. They're not even like in-laws. They're like my second parents, and my mom is his his second mom. Like our families just are one big family. We vacation together. We celebrate birthdays together. So it's not even like those are my in-laws. That's just my extended family. And so I've and I've known my husband longer um, than I've not known him. Right. So mm-hmm. we've been together long enough that being a pool i've been a pool longer than i was a moss wow. right wow. And so we're just we're like brother and sister we're just we just grew up together <laughs> awesome 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 so and he's yeah, my number one fan so you'll see him interrupt the chats and tweet and come in and fix my lighting and you know he's just he's just making sure i'm together so <laughs> corey corey's the man i have to yes. say that and, and it's amazing to see that level of support that level again in most interviews anything that that we've done like you know Corey is one of your biggest supporters you know a lot of times you know anything that's being shared someone can tweet something share I don't know Corey's always on top of it because the yeah. minute something is out there he's 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 gonna get it out there so again you know congratulations to you guys on you know on, on such a, a lengthy you know uh marriage thus this far so congratulations yeah I'm, I'm thankful yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm thankful for him, and I tell people, I think I'll keep him. You know. Oh, I, yeah, I think so. I, th- yeah. I, you know, I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think the, one of the blessings of your courtship, actually, courtship going into marriage and relationship now, is the as the added benefit of having your husband as your partner in music ministry. Yes. And when you can see just that level of care um, and compassion that you know you can that i'm hearing that he brings to the table with you is also honoring you know what god has given mm-hmm. you both and so you know the fact that you grew up together you know as young people but now you're still growing in christ as you're sharing this music uh what has that done to you know at one point did what when does the conversation stop with you forgot to put the dishes in the dishwasher to hey can you put this can you write this note down because i just thought about it a song <laughs> all the time like he knows now to like if I'm singing or humming something, he'll grab his phone and turn on the voice memo recorder and he'll catch me in the shower because I may forget or he'll say, wait, do, do, do you have your voice memo? You know, he'll take, he'll find his phone and sing that again, you know, and capture it because he's developed an ear now and he's actually starting to write. He's picking it up. So, you know, some gifts are taught. Mm-hmm. And my pastor, Dr. Um, Helena Barrington says some gifts are taught and some gifts are caught. And so she's a songwriter, a very prolific songwriter. And I believe when we met her in college, my songwriting gift grew even more just sitting under her mantle. 
in the 20 plus almost 30 years that Corey's been hearing me sing around the house and you know being in the studio with me he's playing on his keyboard and you know working out parts with me he's now starting to write and so he's picking up the writing bug and he'll come to me with a, a, a note or a tune and we sit down and I'm teaching him how to capture it and how to just meditate on it and how to turn it into a song. So you might hear some future projects with songs that, that he wrote. And he sings too. He he start, tries to stay in the background, but he can sing. Awesome, awesome. Wow. Nice. Well, talk about the okay. educational element of, of who you are. Um, I was not going to let this uh, interview go by without just highlighting the fact that you are not just a songwriter and you're not just a wife and you're not just a mother. But there's a lot of brains with behind beauty. <laughs> you also have a PhD as well as a master's degree. And so uh, you're a philanthropist, you're a film writer, you know, like you alluded to before, you know, writing for, for film and for television. And um, when did, you know, I know you talked about when this kind of start, but particularly making it a professional vein of what you do in terms of film and television. Because a lot of people think, okay, if I can't make it in the gospel music industry, because I have this gift, maybe this is where, you know, I can't go play somewhere else with it. But when did you make that turn or when was that door open for you to go into film and television? Um, when I started seriously thinking of myself as a songwriter, um, I'd say maybe about, Eight years ago, my husband and I went to a conference. It was uh, called Taxi. I don't know if you've heard of the Taxi Music. Mm -hmm. And it's a conference of songwriters and, and publishers where they gather to listen to people's catalogs. At that time, I didn't really know what a catalog was. I just knew I had songs. And I was just going to network and meet people and learn. And at that conference, I started learning about opportunities to submit music for film and TV. And I started learning how to organize my songs by genre. Uh, by style, uh, some of my songs are only 20 seconds, 30 seconds, which is all you need for a jingle. You know, how to, what's the difference between just something for film and TV and formatting versus formatting for radio versus something you sing in church? You know, they're all different, you know, formats. So I, I used that conference to start learning and I connected and started submitting for different listings because they would send out listings from music publishers from film and TV, once you join that organization, you start to get information. You know, someone's looking for a song from the 1920s in a movie, or I need a song about lemonade, or you know, just various things, song about sunshine or whatever. And I started submitting and my song started winning contests, started getting selected, started being placed in catalogs. Um, even some R&B singers that we know have some of my songs in their catalogs. Um, and so it started getting synced uh, or, or placed in film. Uh, so over the years, I would just send off things and I have little jazz things that are just a minute long, two minutes, you know, and I just started submitting. And then my son, as he uh, progressed through college, he decided he wanted to do film and TV writing as well. So we would collaborate. He's a hip hop, clean hip hop artist, and he writes high energy like sports music. And so he has songs that have been placed in NBA 2K and play on ESPN. And his song was used at the intro of the Super Bowl. And his song was used for the return of the NBA after COVID. And a couple of his songs, I wrote the hooks with him. Wow. So it's been fun working with him and, and with his friends. And I, I think as a long-term goal, I would like to use my um, PhD, which is in educational leadership to eventually maybe start a school and, and teach young people how to write music, how to work how to, how to take the creative energy and make it into a, a profession or a career, you know, how to do music production, how to 
learn about contracts and, and sync licenses and things because there are a lot of students and, and young people who have the gift and creativity but they're misguided and misdirected and they're, they just become um dormant with their gift or discouraged with their gift and they don't know that that's for their benefit god has given them that gift for their benefit and i just kind of stumbled upon this i didn't know about film and tv and a lot of people if they only would know how to approach people it really comes down to networking and relationships absolutely absolutely and that even with no i was going to say that even with so right now while you would like to build up to that so talk to us then about 144 star street lane so what exactly is that and what are you doing you know are you taking on are you planning to work with other artists in that capacity or is that just like tell us a little bit about that venture sure so our label is 141st lane media and we do business as 141st lane music and that's the street that i grew up on 141st lane mm -hmm. and so that's kind of the street where i was with the pink ladies in my garage singing songs and writing songs and so uh, right now, the, initially, the label started as an independent label with myself and my son, whose whose artist name is Bachi. So you probably may have heard of him or see him out there. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just a way to to start off in the industry and learn and kind of protect our own interests and learn how to build this business. And so we've learned, you know, you know how to navigate a little more and how to invest in ourselves. And I tell a lot of independent artists until you're signed, you really are an independent label. You're paying for everything. You're paying for all of your marketing, all of your production, all of your you know, beats if you're using producers for tracks. And so you are self-funded, you are an independent label and they just need to learn the business side of it. So I take my accounting background and bring that to the, to the label. And so we've signed ourselves and then we're also adding two uh, new artists to our roster just to put out um, EPs and just to expand with distribution and marketing. We have one artist whose name is Lil Goat. You'll start to hear him. He has a song out right now called Heart, called Heart on Fire that he's singing with my son or rapping. And then we have another artist who's coming out in the spring. Her name is Gia Wire. She's an amazing gospel artist who does jazz and gospel. She's been in a lot of gospel plays and has traveled around the world. And so we want to invest in other independent artists who really have who, who have amazing gifts, but they just don't know how to make the business out of it. And, and we like to collaborate with other artists who are out there as independents, making the investment in their own music and showing them how to operate as independent labels. Awesome. Awesome. Now we're going to take this opportunity right now to take a short break. And once we come back from our commercial break, we'll be right back with the beautiful Angela Moss pool. Thank you. And we're back here on Indigo Inspire Live. And speaking of independent artists, that is Deborah Carolina, who will be doing her first live recording on September 25th, right here in the Philadelphia Tri-State area. And we are so blessed to have her with us live on September the 23rd, as we talk about that uh, live recording taking place on that weekend. And so please, as we talk about independent artists and lifting them up and supporting them and encouraging them, that is what Indigo Inspire Live is about. And that's exactly what Gospel Music Buzz is about as well. So once again, thank you so much for being part of the show. As you'll see, our social media handles will be at the bottom of the scroll. 
And uh, so we are once again back with Angela Moss Poole talking about, you know, what is it really like to be an independent artist? And you just kind of finished saying something that was very critical, having um, not just a gift, but knowing how to utilize your gift in a music industry. Um, it's more than just singing, it's more than just writing, but there is a business side to this. Mm -hmm. A lot of times uh, independent artists feel like, well, you know, I have the gift and I'm not gonna worry about the business side of it because the Lord's gonna provide. Uh, you wanna address that? Sure, yes. I tell independent artists all the time that, you know, your music and your career needs to be, if you're serious about it, it needs to be part of your budget. It needs to be a bill in your budget. So your marketing costs should be something you plan for monthly. If you're going to continue doing this, you have to market. You have to have people like Sherwin to do your, your PR. You have to have people to design your graphics. You have to have, you know, radio promoters. And I thank God that we're um, able to connect with um, Fred Jerkins and his company. We break records for our radio promotions because he's been very instrumental in helping my songs to trend and move up and chart. And that's important because we think we'll just go viral. You know, it's a good song and, and God's just gonna bless the song and it's just gonna go around the world on its own. But it's like this, the saying, if someone cuts down a tree in the forest and there's no one to hear it, does mm -hmm. it make a sound, right? And so we wanna make sure whatever you're doing as an independent artist, it's making a sound, someone can hear it. And so you have to put marketing behind that. You have to put an investment behind that. And you wanna track your, your expenses. You wanna make sure you have the right business structure. You're, you know, you're filing your tax returns. You know, Especially with COVID, a lot of artists were not able to travel and perform and they tried to apply for COVID loans, but they didn't have any documentation that they were a business. Yeah. You know, But if they had just been formed as a business and show that they're a, a, they were a working artist, a working mm -hmm. performer, they would be able to get assistance. So I really you know, feel like it's important. It's not just, an artistic gift, but it's just like if you were an author, it's the same thing. You would have a book agent, you would have, you know, your retail power that works with authors. You know, if you were TD Jakes, you know, with a contract with all these books, you have to handle your business. It's it's a business of publishing, right? And that's what music is. It's music publishing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Good show. And, and that's good. And that's good to what Angela's talking about in terms of, you know, even on the tax aspect, right? Because we also saw on the flip side, a lot of people was applying for those PPP loans, and you know there was a lot of a lot of shadiness that was going on yeah. out there. So yeah. You want to you want to stay away from that. You want to stay away from that. But Angela, in the midst of that too, you're also you know you have a segment on a show as well too. So touch a little bit about that because you're doing a whole lot, as Patrice mentioned, you know finishing up the phd still doing this still doing that and then you also have a segment on the show to talk to you know touch a little bit on that yes so i have a monthly or excuse me a weekly radio show every thursday at 6 p.m um it airs on um hallelujah 95.3 fm and it's live in tallahassee but you can stream it from anywhere tallahassee florida the name of the show is it's more than paper and i basically talk about money topics from a lifestyle point of view because money is involved in everything every decision we make is interwoven and so as a cpa and a phd i do financial coaching and financial therapy and i talk to people about the emotions surrounding their money decisions and um, help people to understand you know why they make the decisions they make so they can make better choices and so we like to have fun on the show we talk about cryptocurrency we talk about uh, meal prep we talk about saving money in fact september 1st we're going on a spending fast <laughs> so i'm trying to get 
I'm trying to get us to just take a moment and get a journal and just write down our spending and, you know, do some observation for your spending and, and try to find a way to avoid um, unnecessary, you know, wasteful spending just for 30 days, just to set some savings goals. And we just try to let people know money has to do with marriage, has to do with ministry, has to do with music. It's every area of your life has to do with how you raise your children, how you talk to your children about money, how you care for aging parents life is more than money is more than paper. It's the energy that you bring to relationships to any exchange. And so I use that as a way to um, enhance and, and promote financial literacy and to teach people about financial literacy. And this month, actually, August is Black Business Month. So this month we've been talking about supporting black businesses and keeping their money you know, circulating in the community. So I just look like having another outlet for um, finances. We talk about music and independent artists and how to handle their, their business. So you can talk about any topic when it comes to money. This is, this is true. And, and I've listened to, you know, several episodes and it's, it's an amazing show. And I've also had the honor of coming in one of those episodes and it was, it was super fun. You know, we had a <laughs> great you. time on that episode. Uh, as well and you guys were also nominated for a stella award this year as well too right so that was yes. really great yes. station i know a lot has been happening with the station just in general and a lot of different you know things in the works that doc was announcing but yeah that's that's so great you know what's happening on that front and then also too so again just kind of still still keeping everything flowing you know the we know the you have the album coming coming up it's real soon on the 27th the album is going to be released but there's also you know the two singles right so you have you deserve that basically made it all the way to number seven on the billboard mm -hmm. and now my help is steadily steadily climbing. yep i can see it in the background there there you go see there's mm -hmm. a plaque in the background Look at it. Awesome. And, then, awesome. and then you know my help featuring micah stampley you know that's also climbing it broke top 30 and it's just keep going so you know how i guess you know from from all of that you seeing what it is you know seeing the new single just talk to us a little bit now about the upcoming project i know there's uh there's a lot going on with the new project you know tell us about the name of the new album i know you revealed the cover recently you have you know the the name or what kind of went into that thought process sure so this um, project will be, a, and it was really hard to decide on which songs to include on this project because I have so many songs, but we narrowed it down to nine uh, songs, nine tracks for this project. The project includes You Deserve, it includes My Help, it includes Power of Your Love. We went back and brought that song back to this project and some other new ones. Has some collaborations with Micah Stampley. There's a collaboration uh, with uh, Greg Kirkland on a song called Praise Your Name. There's a song with Onos Ario from Nigeria. And that song is called To Worship You. And it's just it was just so fun collaborating with other amazing singers who know what key they're singing in. <laughs> like all the time, they travel, yeah. they, they do vocal lessons and they know what they're doing with all the acrobatics. And they were so gracious. Micah Stampley was so gracious with me in the studio. And he came and worked on my help with me and took the time live in the studio singing with me. He didn't do his part somewhere else and just send it in to mix with mine. He came in to the studio and helped me work out, you know, the ad libs and work with me. So they really had that feeling that we were together singing that song. And that's one of those um, songs that really was just based on the song, songs 121. The message just 
I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. Like the Lord wants us to know our help comes from him. <laughs> he yeah. will not sleep nor slumber. You know, my foot will not stumble. My help comes from the Lord. Like that's the whole song. And so that was a um, you know awesome experience working with him, working with Alvin Garrett for the vocal production. And there are a few other songs in there. There's one called Still Small Voice produced by uh, Rod Lumpkin. Uh, there's, there's just so many just good little nuggets in there. There's another song called Speak to the Mountain that's produced also by um, Fred Jerkins and uh, Dark Child Gospel. So it has like a gospel feel, has that praise and worship feel like what you have on Power of Your Love. There's a few like that. It has um, up-tempo praise songs. You know, it has that contemporary CCM feel for some of the songs. And I just, you know, wanted to give a whole variety so that people can know who is Angela Monspool. It's all that. It's not one thing, one style. And so the name of the project is self-titled Angela Monspool. And it just represents me finally coming fast forward 40 years later from that scared little six-year-old on the stage who decided she would not sing. So my birthday is August 25th. So I'm releasing it August 27th. And my mother told me, oh, I see you're singing now. You're putting out all these albums and all of a sudden you're singing. You seem to be really serious about this now. And I said, well, yeah, I'm ready to do this. And she said, it's about time you stop going around that mountain. It's been 40 years. It's time for you to go into your promised land. And so 46, I'm turning 46 and the album is Angela Moss Pool. Oh, that is awesome. And at this time, we're going to uh, have a little uh, snippet of this beautiful new song coming up on the project called My Health featuring Micah Sample. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. 
And this beautiful, beautiful song, you will be actually you can get it now on iTunes and everywhere you get where you shop for and buy music. It's available everywhere now. Yes, it's available everywhere. And so, as always, we love you to please support our arts and, uh, independent artists, not just by streaming, but when you download and you purchase that, it does help them to continue to do what they're doing in terms of making music and quality music that uplifts the kingdom of God. So yeah. as we continue our conversation with Angela, so what, I mean, in the studio, and I'm hearing this harmony between you and Micah. So are we looking at possibly another collaboration with him at some time in the future? I would love to, it was a pleasure working with Micah. I'll have to get with his, his team and you know check his schedules, but I love his voice and Micah can sing anything. And so I, I could really you know easily see us collaborating together again. My Help is one of those songs that when I first met with um, Fred Jerkins who produced My Help, this was one of the ones that I had a demo singer singing. And oh. he said, oh no, you're not, you're, I like the song, but not with that voice. You're going to sing it. And I hear it as a duet. And he said, I have just the right person. I think we'll sing the song. And he called up Micah and Micah was like, oh sure, let's do it. So I, you know, I hope that we're able to do that again, have another collaboration. And so I may have some songs that I'm envisioning as a duet that may not be, maybe some that I'm thinking is a solo that turns into a duet. You never know. Mm -hmm. like that one. Speaking of singing ABCs, the three people, Michael Stampley, B.B. Wyden, and Marvin Winans. They'll just sing the ABCs all the way to Z. Yes. Yes. And yes. that really is a gift. And, he has and Donnie McClurkin. Well, he's a, he's a whole separate category because, I mean, he's he's not even human. He's not even human. Right, 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 right. He's not even human vocal. Yes. This is true. And then with with tomorrow, because I'm checking this to confirm my my dates here. So tomorrow is the twentieth. So what's what's happening tomorrow as we lead into what's going on with this album? So tomorrow the album becomes available for pre-order, and so you can go ahead and pre-order, reserve your copy, and as soon as midnight strikes on the twenty seventh, the whole project will be delivered to you immediately if you pre-order. And that helps that helps artists. So when artists do pre-order, I appreciate you saying, Patrice, not just to stream, but to download. Yes. When the artists pre-order, it helps to count towards sales because it's already a certain number have been sold before it's even released. So that helps. So I'm encouraging people to pre-order and not only to uh, stream, but to download because all sales from Apple Music, I'm donating proceeds to help students attending HBCUs. Not just my help, but any of my songs on Apple Music. So if you know of any students attending HBCUs, that's one of my other um, areas dear to my heart is education and higher education. So I'm donating those proceeds for that. So download, it helps artists and it helps students also. That is awesome. <laughs> that is absolutely phenomenal. So Angela, okay. Say, yeah, that, mm -hmm. Go ahead, no, go ahead, sir. Go ahead, go ahead, please. No, I feel like maybe I'm lagging. Um, no, I was gonna say, yeah, and that's and that's amazing too that you're you know that you're doing that. So we definitely want to encourage everyone to go ahead and to download it. And then something else you were uh, you were touching on earlier, and when you were mentioning, you know, with the gift and transition and all that. So at some point during the year, you shifted and started doing music full time, right? So you had a full time job that you were doing while you were doing all of this, 
And at some point in the middle, you decided to just really commit and launch out even farther. So what was that like when you made that step then? And how has it been going since? So first, let me tell you, it was very scary. Um, but I did it anyway. Like Joyce Meyer says, do it and do, do it. Afraid. Afraid. Just do it. <laughs> so do it yes, that's yeah. my girl. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So um, I, because all these years I've been working as a CPA, working as a CFO, working in higher education, working as a consultant, doing all these different jobs and still singing, you know, singing at work, singing after work, writing songs. And I felt like I really if I was going to do this properly, I needed to give my full attention to the label, to the writing, to the process. And so my husband and I just made a decision, you know, we had to put our ducks in a row and set aside our shekels and, you know, get, get everything lined up so that we could make the decision to, to jump out and do this. I'm still able to consult. I'm still able to earn an income, but I get to focus on my music how I want to, when I want to. And if I have to do a, a interview in the middle of the day, I can do it and not be sneaking out to my car to do a, a Facebook Live because I'm at work, right? So it's good to just um, to know that I have the freedom to pursue this. And, and, and yes, I did it afraid, but God has provided every step of the way and even more than I thought he would. And so I'm just so excited to to just step, continue this walk of obedience and this journey. And I know it'll turn into more other things that I don't even know are in store for me because God knows. And we're just enjoying the journey. That is awesome. Um, at this time, we want to make sure that everybody, please, we want them to know how can they follow you on social media? You can find me on all of my socials at Angela Moss Pool, and that's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, my website, everything is Angela Moss Pool. And uh, you can tweet me, you can DM me. Uh, that's just the easiest way. You can email me at, at Angela Moss Pool. Awesome, awesome. Sherwin, any closing remarks before we bring this um, amazing interview to a close? Yeah, I mean, I just want to say, you know, to Angela, to her entire team, you know, one thing, even from collaborating with Angela and the team on a few projects and different things that we were doing together is that it's just a sense of excellence. It's a sense of knowing there's just this humility, even if we're going back and forth on a revision or something that's why it's so pleasing to work with her and the team and her husband it's like you know there's just this understanding sometimes you're working with someone and you're going back and forth in a revision and then there is this you know this sense of aggravation or frustration you just don't get that they're just pleasing and just good people to work with so just overall we definitely love what you guys are doing you know just continue to do it guys support the album coming up, Angela Moss Pool. I mean, we're excited just to hear all the collaboration, everything on the album. And yeah, we're definitely, you know, we're rooting for you guys and it's, it's an amazing time. Thank you, Sherwin. And it's been a pleasure working with you and, and thank you for being so patient with us as we're learning this industry and <laughs> having to go back with revisions <laughs> as we're learning, you know, just how things should be and how to structure things. And I appreciate your expertise in your PR space. Absolutely, absolutely. So everyone, we want to thank you so much for being a part of Indigo Inspire Live tonight. It has been a beautiful and refreshing program with Angela Moss Pool. And we want to thank her husband and her family and her entire team for uh, what they're doing to bring quality music, uplifting music that uplifts the name of Jesus. And so we want, as always, please follow us on, on Instagram and on Twitter and Facebook. 
uh, gospel music buzz. That's my new thing. I want to add that Z at the end, the emphasis on there. <laughs> You'll find gospel music buzz on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook, as well as Indigo Inspire Live on YouTube, as well as Instagram and Facebook as well, and Twitter. So as always, thank you so much for being a part of the show and taking time out of your evening. Take an opportunity to, once this uh, show stays up, share it as well, because we know that people still watch this pro program through the night and, uh, and it gets numbers up. But also, do us a favor. Give Angela the biggest birthday gift she can have. Download her project. And you know what? And download it. And you can gift the project because it also goes to help a worthy cause in supporting students going to HBCU. So I'm all about outreach and giving back. So thank you guys so much for doing that for her and getting those numbers up and helping some students get a quality education. So as always, thank you so much for being here. And as always, hey, it's not just a vibe here, baby. It's a whole mood. Have a great <laughs> night. God bless you all. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. I, still, I still love that.